Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Keeping It Real Fridays here on the Daydon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Daydon Tolbert. This is a, uh, a special live edition of uh, Keeping It Real Fridays. What we want to do tonight is uh, do our, um, our our little special that we had planned on uh, on Think Like a Man too. Uh, you know, we've been talking about it ever since we uh, figured out and and heard that there was going to be a sequel. Um, you know, the 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 response to our very first. Um, you know, analyzation uh, discussion of the original Think Like a Man was so well received. Um, so many people, you know, just w- ask, you know requested, uh, you know, a sequel to it. You know, and uh, that's what we're gonna do tonight. Um, if you guys missed it, I would I would really encourage you to um, listen to the three part special. All the archive shows are available at DaydonTolbertShow.com, where we um, literally went through. I mean, this is this is not gonna be that. You know what I mean? Like the the first show was, you know, really we covered everything. Um, that's why it was the, our only three-night special in the 10-year history of this show. Uh, tonight is really going to be a, uh, actually a rather short show um, because I don't have a lot to say about it, believe it or not. Um, and we'll talk about, you know, why I don't have a lot to say about it, but um, I will introduce my co-host for tonight. Courtney's here with me. What's going on, Courtney? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing well, man. Um, you know, we, we uh, you know, I, wanted, I wasn't even really going to do a live show tonight, but, um, you know, we, we took a little bit of time. Um, had some uh, monumental events this week, so um, you know my anniversary being uh, yesterday. So I um, just want to say a quick thank you to everybody who um, you know who, uh, who who reached out and and you know with uh, words of uh, well wishes basically and uh, you know encouragement and just you know showed love. Uh, it means a lot to me, my wife, you know my whole family. We were actually celebra- celebrating four years of marriage yesterday, so. That, hey Courtney, uh, you know I'm telling you, time flies. You uh, you cool with celebrating a four year anniversary with somebody at some point? Yes, I don't think I would have a problem with that. <laughs> Looking forward. Yeah, to it. I mean I'd be very. Yeah, I do. And you know I just want to say again, happy anniversary. You guys are just so great together. You know it, it makes me smile just like you know. Looking at pictures and just saying how happy you are as a family and as a couple. It's just great. I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it. You know, uh you know, we uh we try to, you know, just be a uh, you know, an inspir- inspiration to people who are um looking for love. You you actually be surprised how many people who I've personally worked with who've actually told me, you know, I just don't uh believe in black love. I don't believe in love, but specifically I don't believe in black love. I just don't see it. You know, we as a, a people, we're very visual. You know, it's like if we don't see something, then a lot of times we have a problem believing in it. You know, like you know, mom and dad split up, you know, brothers cheating on his wife or, you know, girlfriend or whatever. You know, exes have not really treated you well. So it's like your whole life, all you've seen is broken homes, broken relationships, failed relationships. So it's hard to, you know, you know especially if you're struggling with a relationship with God, it's hard to, to say, wow, you know what, this is... This is really out there, you know what I mean? Even TV, you know, back in the day we saw Cliff Huxtable, um, you know what I'm saying, like uh, Carl Winslow, Uncle Phil, you know what I mean? Like you saw those types of positive role models. Now you don't really see, you, not you really don't, you, you don't see them. And so you can't even see that on TV, let alone in your everyday lives. So it's just tough, but um, I would just encourage everybody to, you know, keep faith, you know, c- you know continue having hope. Um, you know, stay in the word, stay positive, you know, don't let your heart become bitter. 
because that's how uh, the enemy creeps up in there and, you know, and bad things happen. So, you know, and, and if you can, just use, if there's nobody else, you know, I mean, there are many people, but if, if you can't find anybody else, just know that, you know, we are out there. You know, we have a good marriage, a good, uh, you know, household, good family, and, uh, you know, true love does exist, and you don't have to feel like it's a fairy tale or it's a myth. You know, it definitely can happen when you are emotionally available and when you put God first. Is that something real quick? Is that something you ever struggle with, just feeling like, or you know, questioning whether it would happen or whether it would happen for you? Yes, because I was just looking at just the, the people around me and how their relationships were, and really because I just never had a good, uh, I never had an example of what real love, you know, looked like. So that's what I was going off of. And so, yeah, it was something that, you know, I struggle with because I'm just like, if I don't see it in anyone else's relationship, how can I expect myself to have it? But you put, like, um, you know, you hit the nail on the head when you were saying that, you know, if your relationship with God isn't where it should be, then, you know, it kind of makes sense, you know, for you to have that mentality. So, yeah. Yeah, and I'll tell you all something real quick. Um, you know, one of the things about, you know, that the Word says is that the Bible, uh, the Bible actually tells you that, you know, in a, when you talk about an elite man, a true man of God, we're, we're talking about, you know, one in a thousand. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's not, you know, it's very rare that you find somebody who's actually on fire for God, and it's very rare that you find a woman who's truly on fire for God and is emotionally available. So you're going to see a lot of not-so-good relationships, a lot of um, drama. You know, you're going to see that. That's what you should expect to see. You know, you're not going to see happy couples, you know, except once in a blue moon. But the great news is, the question is, how are you going to, how are you going to make that you? You see what I'm saying? Like, that's what you need to focus on. Don't worry about what you see the majority of. You worry about being the minority. Worry about being, you know, different, you know, that success story. And, uh, and uh, you know, once you do that, you know, everything else kind of, um, you know, falls into place. So I've been posting over the last week or so, been posting um, a lot of different wedding uh, pictures. And, um, you know, we, I posted my honeymoon album, you know, on there. Y'all can check that out, you know, some different wedding photos and things like that just to, you know, just to share because I like to share. But, you know what I mean, also to, hope, you know, hopefully uh, give you all something to uh, inspire you to, uh, you know, stay the course. All right, let's uh, a lot of a lot of things before we jump into think like a man. A lot of stuff going on over the last past uh, the last week or so. Big announcement today by uh, LeBron James. He is going back to Cleveland. I mean, I don't really. I'm not a you know Miami Heat fan. I really don't you know uh, have an opinion. I don't really have a you know a dog in the fight, a horse in the race, if you will. But. Um, you know, I guess people are talking about it, so we might as well comment on it. Um, you know, I you know, I I, I really don't care. But I, what I will say about it is um, it's interesting. I know he gave a, uh, you know, a big, wrote an article for Sports Illustrated basically talking about, you know, how going home is important and, you know, winning a championship is what was most, you know, uh, you know, bringing a championship back to, back home and having family and having his roots there. I mean, I just want to tell LeBron, really, just you know, just stop it. You, you see what I'm saying? Just stop it. I mean, it's no secret that LeBron is extremely ambitious, extremely competitive. He his number one priority 
is winning those championships, passing Jordan. He's made no secret about how how much he wants to, you know, overtake him as far as the the number of rings and just be the best player of all time. And so he's obviously going where he feels as though he can he can do that. And I think that you know being back in his hometown is icing on the cake. You know what I'm saying? But let's not get it twisted. I said this on Facebook. You know that you know if, if be make no mistake about it. If if Cleveland was not you know, a championship caliber team. Like if they didn't have a couple, you know, all-star players and, um, you know, even some salary cap room to add some other pieces to the puzzle to make them even better and really, you know, hopefully bring that championship back. I mean, you know, he definitely would not have gone there. I think, you know, the main reason why he left Miami is because he felt as though Dwayne Wade was pretty much over the hill. Um, You know, Chris Bosh was not – you know, that, that, that compliment, you know, player to him to really put him over the top. Miami didn't have any, you know, more money available to, you know, add the types of players that he wanted to see him around him. He felt as though, uh, you know, Cleveland already had that. So, I mean, that's really what it was. I mean, let's not, you know, any thoughts on the whole LeBron James free? I mean, it's like on every station, you know, any, any thoughts on it? I know you are a self-proclaimed LeBron hater. Any, any thoughts, though? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I don't have any. I don't have any thoughts about it. I can't say I'm surprised, um, but I wish him the best. You know, he did yeah, what he felt like he had to do, so I don't really have much to say. Yeah, and that's, I'll tell you all, if you guys remember, what, four years ago or whatever, I mean, we talked about it, we talked about the announcement. I'll tell you all the same thing now that I told you all then. Um, you know, I think that we all have a obligation to do what's best for us and our families, and you know what I'm saying? Like, you should not I – st- I remember sticking up for him uh, the first time around because everybody was criticizing him. This and this. I said, look, I mean, he's a grown man. You know what I'm saying? He can do what he wants to. I mean, that's his life. That's his family. So, you know what I mean? It is what it is. So, I mean, I, I, that's, to be honest with you, you know, and I want to talk a little bit about masculinity, really, for real, for real, because, you know, it's a lot of, um, to me, homosexual tendencies surrounding just this whole thing. I mean, just to be honest with you, you know, I mean, I see men, I said on Facebook, you see grown men referring to LeBron as King James, the return of the king. I mean, to me, that's homosexual. I'm just like, that's gay. I'm not even like, no, like disrespect, but that's like, if you call another man king, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to question your masculinity. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. You know, the only person that you should be calling king is Jesus Christ, who is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. You know what I mean? The God of gods. So, I mean, aside from that, I'm not calling. And he's he's like, well, how old is LeBron James? Like 24, 25? Oh, no, 26? Who cares? Like, Something like that. I'm, I'm 36 years old. I'm not calling you king. You know what I mean? Like, you're 10 years younger than me. You're a man just like I'm a man. Like, you play basketball. These guys are worshiping these people. It's like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a different type of dude. Like, I don't care. You see, like, I just, like, there are people getting mad and ready to fight and get so, like, I know you like basketball, but there are more important things in life. Like, you don't even get this important about what church you're going to go to, but you're more, you care about what team he's going to. You see, I mean, like, it's ridiculous. 
I mean, is it just me? I mean, do you find, as a woman, do you find that to be just a little odd that grown men are like worshiping and and dangling from this guy's genitalia? It's really, it's really gay. Like, it's really off the chain. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's just, look, guys, just you gotta, we gotta stop this. It's cool. Like, all right, he's a grown, you know, he's doing his thing. He's a good ball player. Great. But let's keep it moving, all right? You know what I mean? It's not that serious. See, LeBron is going back home to Cleveland. Now we're going to see a whole bunch of Cleveland, uh, you know what I mean, fans. Okay. You know what I mean? Whoop-de-doo. Excited. Oh, yeah. Get excited, Courtney. Come on. Get hyped. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Wish we had some cheesy sound effects here. We, like, you know what I mean, (laughs) play some clapping noises or something. Like, (laughs) whoop-de-doo. Okay, let's talk about these guys before we, you know what I'm saying, I, I was posting on Facebook, you know, there. I said, I said, uh, niggas, you know, talking about just ignorant men, niggas, I said, you got these guys on nights like tonight, you know, in the clubs, you know, making it rain, you know, on strippers, I'm talking, if you guys aren't familiar with that terminology, you know, making it rain is when you literally have a stack of whatever, ones in most cases, sometimes depending on how stupid you are, five, tens, fifties, you know, just, just, you know what I mean, just throwing money at these whores, these prostitutes, you know, like that's just stupid, you know, just, just so they can at the end just sweep it all up and put it into their bag, you know, and they, they have their child's mother standing on the corner, I'm driving around in my truck, and I see these these women out here with their with their children in you know a hundred degree weather, you know on the corners, all right. Walk babies out here freezing cold weather in the winter time, where these guys are making it rain in the clubs, putting five dollar bills into the g strings of these prostitutes. A lot of women are saying, well, what do you mean, they don't, why, you know, they're strippers. Not, no, strippers are prostitutes. You're selling your bodies, and trust and believe, there's not a prostitute out here who will shake her booty for money, but will not have sex with you for the right price. Believe that, okay? They all will. Trust me on that. They all, you know what I'm saying? It, it definitely goes down, and any, and any man will tell you that. So I'm just saying, don't, you got to, you know what I mean, fellas, you know, I'm not saying, you know, you do what you do, but if you're going to do what you do, at least make sure that your kids are taken care of first. I mean, is that fair? Yeah, it is. Because there's a lot of dudes out there, just like how you describe. It's crazy, and the kids suffer. got these snot-nosed kids out here. You know what I mean? With with holy shoes, you know, messed up shirts, high water pants, you know, mom is struggling. And it's unfortunate. And, you know, and here's the thing also, you know, we can't put it all on the fellas because, you know, ladies, if that's who you choose to lay down with, you know what I mean? Like you have to take responsibility for that, you know? Like it's not right that, you know, what they do, but at the same time, you don't have to put yourself into those situations by letting a man have sex with you with no condom on, resulting in an unwanted pregnancy. You know, putting you in a situation where you have to, you feel like you have to have an abortion or, you know what I mean, or, or something like that. So we got to, you know what I mean, we just got to, um, 
as a, as a community, we got to do better. And in fact, we talked a lot about that on our last show. Um, you know, we were, what was that, Courtney? Monday, Ask State on Advice Mondays. That was a crazy show, Courtney. What do you think about that show? I it, it was it was off the chain, but it, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Yo, my, these shows, man, like, th- y'all knew that show was coming. You know what I mean? Like, that was one of those shows that, you know what I mean, will we'll be, will go down in history. Uh, we definitely, we went, a, I think we even got cut off. If y'all were listening on online, y'all probably heard us get cut off because we kept going a little past 12 o'clock even. So definitely, um, if you missed our, our 4th of July special, um, Ask Day Dine Advice Mondays, the live return of it, make sure you check out the archives because that was definitely not the show. That you wanted to um, you wanted to miss. Um, just a couple things. Keep you know be aware. There's a lot of stuff going on out here. I, I told y'all online, all right. This and we talk about it every just about every season. Um, this is the beginning, or right or right around the beginning of this summer season. Okay, and when, when, you know when you have this summer season, that brings that's called the summer solstice. You guys know anything about the, the changing of the solstices? You know, solstice. What's the plural of solstice? It's a trivia question. Is it, is it sol- solstices? Am I, you know what I'm saying? Am I, or am I grammatically incorrect? You don't know. What do you? I'm the minor. I have the minor in journal. I'm asking you. Like you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was, I, I don't know that one. <laughs> somebody let me know. Let me know. What's the plural of solstice? You know, it might be solstice. It might be solstice. We'll find out a little bit later on. But I don't think it's all, that. All, but yeah. You said what? You said you don't think it's that? I, I don't think it's that. We'll it's not solstice? I don't think it is. We'll solstice? Solstice? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. okay. Hey, who knows? We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, but, no, seriously, though, this is, you know, if you have you guys ever noticed that right around the change of the solstice, there are um, – you know, like there's like always like a big death of some sort. You know, right? Like it's, it's called. And I would just encourage y'all to um, look up solstice sacrifices. A lot of stuff going on in the entertainment industry. This wicked, evil entertainment industry. A lot of people may say, and I posted about this earlier online. And say, well, you know, what are you talking about? Like, I never heard anything about that. Well, of course you don't. Like, where are you going to hear about it? You know what I mean? On on CNN, no, because it's all connected. You know, in fact, I said online earlier today, I said, you try to tell people that there are celebrities who worship Satan and even perform blood sacrifices, and they look at you like you're crazy. I said, not knowing that these actual and same acts have been going on for centuries and continue today. And I said, here's one of the many things that the Bible says about it. And this, that's why I said the many things, because see, as you guys are doing the, uh, you know, the Bible challenge with us, we're starting from the beginning, we're just working our way all through the Bible cover to cover. I'm right up in there in, in Deuteronomy. A lot of you guys are in Exodus. Some people are working their way through. Um, you, you've, you've seen a lot of this stuff. You've read about a lot of this stuff as far as what um, other, not, not the Israelites, but other uh, you know, uh, tribes, other nations actually did, you know, pagans. There was a lot of that stuff. In fact, right in Deuteronomy 12.31, it actually says, Courtney, do not worship the Lord your God the way that other nations worship their gods. And see, gods is actually undercase, lowercase, if you will, if you notice there. It says, do not wor- don't do what they do. Don't worship the Lord your God the way other nations worship their gods, for they perform for their gods 
every detestable act the Lord hates. They even burn their sons and daughters as sacrifices to their gods. Now, what does that sound like, Courtney? What are they? What is that? What does that mean? It, it sounds like when celebrities, you know, sacrifice their friends and family, right. you know, for personal gain. Right. Their sons and daughters, their mothers and fathers, Jennifer Hudson, Kanye West. You know, I'm not, you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying, but I'm just saying this stuff actually happens. Like, I, you know what I mean? I don't even want to get into the specifics. But I want to just you. I want you to see and be aware that this. You see what I'm saying? Like this happened. The Bible is true. The Bible is not fiction. It says other nations worship their gods by sacrificing their sons, their family members, their friends as sacrifices, doing things that would be pleasing to their gods to bring them some type of financial reward or some type of whatever they're getting. Okay, and I just want to share that because, and just real quick, I don't want to go too deep into it because we got a lot to talk about tonight. But, like, when you look at Satanism, you guys, I would encourage you, do some research on what actual Satanism is. Most people don't do that. I've done extensive research on what, on what it is, but that's, they view Satan as a god. They actually, there is no such thing as Satan, just so you know. Satan is actually the things that God hates. That's why it says this scripture actually is what Satanism is totally based upon. It says they perform for their gods every detestable act that the Lord hates, whether it's sex, money, violence, adultery, corruption, whatever, greed, hate. These are all the things that the, that God hates. That's why it says right here, this is the this is what Satanists believe in. They, that's why everything you see in the entertainment industry revolves around the things that God hates. Sex, drugs, violence, abortion, all this stuff. And then to be pleasing to the enemy, the devil, Satan, they, they you know what I'm saying? They make sacrifices. How crazy is that, Courtney? That is. It's real. <laughs> I mean, it's real. On that thread I posted today, what's the headline on MTV.com? Every major news day. What's this? When they always, you ever notice something? They always make a big deal out of it. There's always, always national headlines when somebody dies. I have somebody die in my family. It's not national news, but when it's a celebrity, it's national news. Why? Because they have. You don't make a sacrifice without letting people know that you made a sacrifice. Glee star. Becca Tobin's boyfriend was mysteriously found dead at 35 years old. The cause of death is unknown. Now, where have we heard that before, Courtney? Everybody, his cause of death is unknown. They don't know. Nobody knows how these people that I ain't never heard of this many unknown cause of death is deaths in my life. Marilyn Monroe, Elvis Presley, Michael Jackson, this chick. You know what I'm saying? Kanye West mom goes in for a simple procedure. Oh, procedure. oh my gosh, all of a sudden she's just, she just dies. Nobody knows what went wrong. You see, like, oh, my, it, Whitney Houston, oh, she just drowned in the bathtub. You know what I'm saying? What what the heck? What are these people slipping and falling, hitting their heads? What's going on? You're right, and they never find out. They never find out what happened. Right, it's nothing to find out. They know it, but look, y'all know what it is. I just, you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't even want to 
spend too much time on it. Y'all know what it is. You should know what it is. And if you don't know what it is, I would just encourage you to, you know, to um, really do some research, see what's going on out here, and um, educate yourself because it's, it's real out here. And, I, and, I, and the reason why I, I, you know what I'm saying, I even want to talk about it today is because I was reading specifically what the word says about it. Because we can talk about but, you know, all your conspiracy theories. Listen, you think the Bible's a conspiracy theory? There's something wrong with you. You know what I mean? That's, we'll pray for you. But, you know, it is what it is, man. We're here tonight, like I said, man, Keeping the Road Fridays. want to do a little uh, discussion on Think Like a Man. I don't have a lot to, I have a lot to talk about, but very, you'd be surprised, very little to talk about in regards to Think Like a Man. But we're going to talk about it. But um, a lot of stuff going on, man. Uh, grown and sexy challenge. What's this all about, Courtney? What's that? You know, I, this was new to me. I was unfamiliar with this uh, this phenomenon prior to this week. Right? Were you familiar with the grown and sexy challenge? No, the only challenge I knew about was the gospel challenge. I didn't know until I saw that it was another one. What's the gospel challenge? I didn't even know about that. What's that? Yeah, the gospel challenge is basically where you sing a gospel song and you just show, you know, how well you can sing um, on Facebook. You just, you know, record a video. Oh, all right. Well, that's what's up. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I like that, you know. I mean, I'm not doing anything like that, but I like that. And the problem with it is is that I, we're not seeing a lot of that, but instead we're seeing the grown and sexy challenge. Well, what is it? I had to ask him. I have no idea what it is. Um, evidently, it is something where you basically make a collage of some sort of your sexiest selfies. That, if I've ever heard one, is an oxymoron. There's no such thing, guys, as a sexy selfie. If you're trying to be sexy in a, in a selfie, you failed miserably. Selfies are not sexy. Just stop it. Stop the selfie for not, like, just stop it. You feel like... A lot of the pro- one of the problems is that most women, first of all, if you're a man, just you definitely don't need to do it. You know what I mean? Like you, that really needs to stop. You know what I mean? I may take a selfie with my daughter, which I actually would actually not make it a selfie because it's not just me myself. But you see, like there's a purpose behind it. But you guys are just taking selfies just to do it. Like who does that? You guys are like, look, I do it. But look, I'm just saying, like if you do it, you do it. But just stop it. All right, just or at least chill with it. Now, this whole grown and sexy challenge is taking it to a whole nother level. I said online, I said, look, you finish your grown and sexy challenge in ten minutes. I mean, you literally went through all your albums, your whole phone, put together some collage. I don't even know how to do a collage. How do you even do a collage? Like, what y'all downloaded? What is it? Photo bucket or whatever? Like, what, you know what I'm saying? What's what's the application? See, you see how I don't even know. What's the application, Courtney? To 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 make a collage, how do people even do it? Your how did you do yours? Good as mine. Well, I no, 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 no. How did how did you do yours though? I just used one picture. I never did a collage before. So you admit that you did the, the grown and sexy. So you admit that you did the grown and sexy challenge? No, I was saying I did a selfie and posted it on Facebook, but it was one picture, not a collage. That's what I'm saying. Okay, got you. So, well, yeah, so let me know. Actually, no, my wife knows how to do all that stuff because she does a whole bunch of creative stuff with, with Arby. I'd just be like, look, just tag me because I ain't got time for all that. You know what I mean? <laughs> see, you see what I'm saying? Like, that takes time. That takes time. People, if you finish your grown and sexy challenge in 10 minutes, 5, 10 minutes, but you're talking about something, you, you're, bu- you're so busy 
Like, yo, wh- wh- where are you at in the Bible? Oh, no, I, I, I'm i just so busy. I don't got time. But you got time to do a whole planned out, thought out, grown and sexy challenge. I mean, I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm just saying don't come back and wonder why you haven't been blessed. Don't come back and wonder why you're not getting what it is that you want. Don't wonder why God hasn't blessed you with that man right on your doorstep. You guys understand what I'm saying to y'all? Y'all really got to be, um, you know, give God what you want to get out of God. You see what I'm saying? Give to the relationship what you want to get back from the relationship. You know, if you're more passionate about this grown and sexy stuff or anything like that of the world, you know what I'm saying? It's not... It doesn't behoove you to do that if you want love. Now, okay, so that being said, right, <laughs> this is what I'll say about that. If you're going to do it, you do not want to be a walking oxymoron. You don't want to say grown and sexy if, in fact, you're acting like you're 35, right, but you're acting and dressing and presenting yourself like you're 17. That would be the opposite of grown. Instead, it would be immature, um, you know, thirsty, uh, hoish, uh, in many cases slutty. Like if you got your boobs hanging out of your tank top and you're making a duck face trying to solicit likes and affirmation from Facebook, that means that you are a hoe, right? I mean, am I? is that true, Courtney? I mean, is that? Can we say that? Pretty much. That's true. See, I think that there's a problem with people don't actually want to um, classify themselves as that. They want to say, well, look, yes, I know I, I, I do these things, and yes, I know I do get it in on the weekends. I do get it in behind closed doors. I do have a friend with benefits, but no one knows about that. I'll post my grown and sexy challenge, but I will, and I'll actually end up having sex with some of the guys who who give me the con- the comments and the likes that I solicit on Facebook, but I don't put that on Facebook. So you can't really say that I'm a hoe because technically you don't know. But guess what? I know. Daydon Tolbert knows. You see what I'm saying? And so you cannot you, – you, we know and all men know. We know what you're doing and why you're doing it. So you can't be mad when you get classified in a certain way. It's all connected. Just because it's not on Facebook doesn't mean it's like tonight, for example. A lot of the likes from the, grow, from the Grown and Sexy Challenge on Tuesday, that will then manifest itself into sex tonight. You know that, right, Courtney? I didn't even look at it like that, but that, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I mean come on. You, we all know, we're all grown here. We're all grown. Like if I hit you, like if you post, let's just keep it real for a second. If I post something on, or let's say, you know, Courtney, you post something on Facebook with the sole purpose of um, getting likes and getting men making you feel better about yourself, well, then that basically means some of those guys are going to hit you up on the inbox. Some of those guys are going to poke you, you know? So you know what it it means when you get poked on Facebook. You you end up getting poked in real life. Right? I mean, let's be honest about it. Those poking wars back and forth, those end in sex a lot of times. So, and we know that as men. So just understand when you're doing a grown and sexy challenge, just know that it's not fooling anybody. Just know that, you know, it pretty much is, um, you know, it's pretty well known. Don't, that's not how you want to be. 
You want to be classy. So that's the first thing. Make sure that you're actually grown and presenting yourself in a mature manner. Okay. Now, as far as sexiness, that's a whole nother show. You got to actually go back to our special on the definition of sexy. Right? I mean, you got to actually be sexy. You got to be in shape. You have to be, you know, beautiful. You have to be, you know, uh, take care of your body. You have to be classy. Right? I mean, you have you cannot be slutty and then classify yourself as as, as sexy. You have to be saved. You have to love Jesus Christ because the only sexiness are women who actually love Christ, which in fact would not necessarily be sexy per se. It would most likely be classified as more just beautiful, you know, the beauty of the Lord, which is obviously ten times better than being sexy. Would you agree with that? Yes, I do. I mean, so, you know, that's the whole, and I don't want to spend too much time on the, the grown and sexy challenge, but you guys know what you do, and when you do it, just know that I'm going to be there to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, I see it all. I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook, uh, believe it or not. Um, you know what I'm saying? I I have things I'm doing, but I see certain things. And when I do, it's just like, wow, you know, like, really? You know? In fact, what does the Bible say about that? It says now, and this is what uh, Moses was uh, was saying to Israel. It says, and now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? He requires only, this is very simple, he requires only that you fear the Lord your God and live in a way that pleases him. That's it. And love him and serve him with all of your heart and your soul. And you must always obey the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. This is such a, I mean, Deuteronomy is off the chain. It's like every book I read, I, I love it more than the, I can't say more than, the, but like it becomes my favorite. And Deuteronomy is like right now my favorite book in the whole Bible, um, mainly because it literally tells you so much realness. You know, it tells you exactly what to do. Fear the Lord, love the Lord, and serve the Lord with all your heart and soul. And if you do these things, you, you will be successful. It says for your own good. So basically that means if you don't do those things, you're in trouble because it says do it for your own good. I mean, how, how, I mean, what, what more could you ask for in the scripture, Courtney? Right. I mean, those are some powerful words. And I think just a lot of times, you know, some people, um, including myself, just, you know, struggle because sometimes you want to do what you want to do, you know, as opposed to what, you know, is in God's will and what God wants you to do, which is the best for you. Right. It says right here, for your own good. If you want love, then you do these things. If you want love, if you want anything, you want money, success, whatever you want, you got to do those three things. Live in a way that pleases him. Let me ask you something. Do you, I mean, these grown and sexy challenges, do you think that's that pleases God? I'm just asking. No. I think it's like, pointless. Like, Right when you take the duck face, like when you, like to to kind of simulate and um, like you know like a sexual act or something, you know you guys know what I mean by that. Like that's that's clearly not pleasing to God. It's really it's not even it's not certainly not pleasing to God, and it's definitely not even pleasing to men because it looks disgusting. It's not sexy. It actually looks hoish and ridiculous. It looks like Howard the Duck out here. Howard the Duck with a wig on or something. You know, you know? trying to talk, trying to be sexy, looking like looking like uh, Jamie Foxx on *The Living Color*. What's that character, Wanda? Wanda. Looking all crazy. 
So, I mean, it's just that's not sexy. Now, my wife, when we go out tomorrow, now see that's gonna that, that's sexy right there. I'm gonna post some pictures because I bought the dress. You know, what I mean, we got this event we're going to. You know, for the for the fret. You know, the Sigma uh, Day Party we got going on. So, uh, you know, y'all can come on out to us out in uh, Essington. You guys are, uh, if you guys are the grad chapter here in Philly is, is doing that. Come on out, check it out. We're going to come go out. You know, she's going to, you know, put on a nice little uh, dress. We're going to have a nice little anniversary outing, have some fun. Is that okay? You know, everybody think, thinks this marriage life is all about scriptures. It ain't all about scriptures. You know what I mean? You can definitely have some fun, man. But uh, it's what it is. But that's the, uh, my point is, I'm gonna show you sexy tomorrow. You know. Lady's not liking it. Uh, let me click on her page real quick. Let me see if she really is sexy. Shoot, she ain't sexy. That light skin. Shoot, she ain't got no color. Uh, you know what I mean? She ain't got her boobs out like me. I'm just saying. It's not. You don't have to show everything to be sexy, ladies. All right. <clears throat> anyway, let me keep it moving because you know what I mean. What else can we talk about? Should we talk about Think Like a Man? I mean, I know that's what the people want to hear tonight, but you know what I'm saying. I've been trying to avoid it. You see, I know you saw it, Courtney. What? I mean, you saw it the freaking hour, not the day. You saw it like <laughs> the the first show of the day. Like you know what I mean. You were there at like midnight, first show, Courtney. <laughs> Why are you gonna bring up all stuff? <laughs> Why did you go see it the day of? It was not the day. Was it the day? Oh yes, it was the day of. But it wasn't the first show. But anyways, I was. I mean, they were hyping it up, and I just wanted to see what it was all about. Who was hyping it up? Nobody. Every nobody was. <laughs> who was hyping it up? You just wanted to see it. What you mean? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, yes, because they came, they meaning the cast, they came to Chicago and they were, you know, hyping it up. They had like this event where they were at the movie theater and I heard it on the radio every five seconds. So, yes, I wanted to go and see it. That's my excuse. I'm sticking to it. All right. No, that's cool. I mean, let's talk about it a little bit. Like I said, man, I don't, you know what I mean? I, I'm just going to go, Um, I want to just talk to you all for a little bit tonight. I want to be on there all night. But I saw the movie, I think probably like a couple weeks after it came out. Um, the pre- I'll be honest with you, I was actually excited to see it because the first movie, uh, for those of you who might have missed our special, I mean, I actually enjoyed it unexpectedly. It was actually very accurate as far as what often happened. Like, it was very realistic as far as how men talk, you know, how men, like, you could tell it wasn't done by Tyler Perry, you know what I mean? Like, it was, you could tell an actual... Uh, heterosexual man did not a gay man. You could, you know, what I mean, like that's why. Like, did you? I mean, did you notice like a, a, any difference between some of Tyler Perry, Perry's movies and say, uh, and the, you know, this uh, this movie? Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. It's just being more realistic because with Tyler Perry, it's more so. I mean, it's fake, and um, it just paints the man out just to be very weak. Just it's not it's not accurate at all. So yeah, I do see the difference. One of the things that I appreciated about the film was the fact that it was, you know, like it gave you an opportunity to hear a little bit of the dialogue. That well, I mean, it wasn't like re- as real as 
you know, we keep it as, you know, you go into a barbershop next year, but as far as a cinematic production, it was, you know, it was pretty accurate. Like, you know, you saw the guys talking about smashing, you saw the game, you saw the lies, you saw, you know, them, you know, setting the women up for different things. Um, for, so for, I say for about the first three quarters of the movie was very realistic in my opinion, but the last you know, 45 minutes, was it just went all downhill. I mean, which is, you know what I'm saying, it's a movie, so you know they had to bring everything together. But the problem with it is, and not to give a whole recap, because we did, like, literally a three-night, so we're talking about nine hours of of just information, you know what I mean, three, three, and three. You know, so I'm telling you all, take some time and, you know, get caught up on part one, part two, and part three, and check it out. But, you know, this film was not that. It wasn't, like, you could tell the first film had a story to tell, had a message to it. You know, like, they there were certain points they wanted to touch on. They You know what I mean? They wanted to paint an overall picture of something, and I think they did that. Uh, with this one, it was just more of a, a, a true comedy, you know, which I appreciated because everything isn't about, you know, getting deep, and it's not about, you know, being philosophical, you know, or, or you know, being super dramatic and, you know all that. You know this was very lighthearted, and I'll be honest. I, I like I said, I enjoyed it. Kevin Hart is just plain stupid. You know what I mean? Just an idiot, a fool. I mean, hilarious. I mean, he, he to me he made the movie. I know you said he was a little extra in it. I thought he was just right. I thought it was just hilarious. You know what I mean? Like he was just stupid, like stupid funny in the in the film, which I which I liked. Um, nothing. Nothing major, you know, there. I mean, obviously we can talk a little bit about his situation with Wendy Williams. But, I mean, what's your thoughts on just from a cinematic standpoint? What did you think about the movie? It was just okay. I mean, I I laughed a couple of times, but as I said before, you know, I thought it was pretty extra. And it was, and I know Kevin Hart is, you know, the star, you know, but um, it was just too much of him. And it was very much um, forced, and they really tried to play up his role. And to me, it just it didn't come off. I don't know. It, it just didn't come across well to me. So, um, so. Gotcha, gotcha. Hey, it, you know, it's not for everybody. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But you know, that's what we're here to talk about. Um, so, so from a from a cinematic standpoint, I found it to be funny. But from a, you know, just a uh, like a dramatic standpoint, they did throw different things in there that I'd like to talk about that. And, you know, with us, if you're unfamiliar with this show, we don't just talk about stuff. But, when, you know, when we talk about things, we talk about them, uh, you know, trying to help you guys um, get a, you know, learn something from it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and apply it to your life in some way. You know, find some truth, find some relevance to what you're seeing, and we can talk about it and hopefully help you avoid, you know, whatever it is. And one of the things that I want, I thought would be good to do that was this situation with Gabrielle Union and uh, the white dude. I don't remember, you know, their character names, and I really don't care to remember them, so I'm just going to, you know, refer them as Gabrielle Union and the white dude. Um, if you look at that couple and you go back to our first special, they did not necessarily, they weren't seeing eye to eye. Right, Courtney? Right, they weren't. They were a couple who was just. They're a couple who was just. Um, on, I'm sorry, I was just watching. I have Sports Center on here in the in the background. I'm just as I'm watching it. LeBron's here, you know, doing his pregame ritual, throwing up the uh, 
you know, this satanic symbolism that most people think is just his pregame ritual. But well, we'll talk about that another time. But I just thought I would mention it since I, it's like on mute right here in my uh, down here in my sanctuary in the man cave. But uh, as far as Gabrielle Union and the, and the white dude, or, or I guess her husband or a boyfriend, whatever the heck, it's just a sad scenario because what you often have is two parents who are not ready to be parents who do not even necessarily want to be parents, who are not on the same page. As far as being parents go, they become parents. They, first of all, are together, and then they become, you know what I'm saying, they bring kids into the world. These are people who still get high. They, they're talking about smoking marijuana, you know what I'm saying, getting, you know what I mean? And, and I, I'm skipping around a little bit, but I just thought of this. What was? Did you find something that was the most horrible thing in the world, Courtney? What's the most horrible thing? about what was portrayed in this movie. I'm going to see if you can guess it. I can't even think. I don't know. This was crazy. I'm about to tell you all something that was crazy. I don't even know if you all caught this. And you all can tell me what you think. She was Gabrielle Union's character. What happened? They all got high off the, the weed strips or whatever. They're all wilding out all night. But what did Gabrielle Union find out at the end of the movie, Courtney? That it was weed? I don't know. <laughs> she was pregnant. She was pregnant. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Gabrielle Union was pregnant. So here she is. They're all going out. They're drinking. They're getting high. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, there's, now she's pregnant. Like, I don't, my wife is pregnant. You don't drink when you're pregnant. You don't smoke weed, you know, when you're pregnant. These are things that she was doing. You know what I mean? Like, we, there's a serious problem. We just did a show recently on parenting in the black community, and we're seeing far too much disregard for children. You know what I mean? We got moms being hoes, you know, fathers getting high, selling drugs. I mean, these are there are kids involved here. These are people who are going to look and, and, and take after these people. My wife, I mean, my um, daughter takes after me. She, she takes after my wife. You know, based on the things that we do, you know what I mean. So, this hat, this this stuff actually goes on out here, and I thought that was uh, that was one thing I took away. Um, the guy in the movie, in the first film, they were you know it was more so talked about, but he was very immature as far as wanting to just play the video games and be lazy and not really wanting to move to the next level. And so, what often happens in today's society, or in regards to that, is you see people settling. You see, we talked about it at the beginning of the show. You see people settling for less than what they want or deserve. You know, it's like, okay, we've been together for six years. We were, we, you know, went to college together. We fell in love. You know, we've kind of grown apart as we got older. But because we've invested so much time, instead of just being, you know, taking, you know, a break or breaking up and, you know, trusting God to heal us and allow us to move on and find love, I'm just going to stay with this person just because. I've invested five, six years with them. And that often happens. What And how does that end up? Often, instead of breaking up, you now have divorce. You know, instead of just walking away, now you have to go to, you know, uh, what is it, uh, divorce court, talking about the finances and the kids and, you know, properties and different things. How are you going to split things up? It's, you know, just don't do it. 
And this, I thought, I just thought that this character was a good example of what we often see in the black community: women dealing with the thugs. You know, in fact, I think I'm going to rebroadcast that show. I did, when we, you know, when we did our uh, DMX show. You know what I mean? We talked about the uh, his song uh, with Cisco, "What These Bitches Want." You know what I mean? That's what that was, that's, I'm not just saying. That's what the actual title of the song is, where we broke down that specific song, the lyrics to. You know, puts you into into the mind of a man, and and more specifically into the mind of a thug. You know, in regards to how those types of men view women, and that's what we see a lot of. You know, focusing on the wrong things, focusing on how good the sex is, focusing on how good the um you know the financial aspect of things is. So, oh man, so you see what I'm saying? It's it's one of those things where you just gotta um just kind of just move on. Don't be afraid to walk away. You ever been afraid to walk away? Yes. Scared to, you know, walk away because of the fear of being by myself. And so because I didn't want to be by myself, I was just saying, well, I'll put up with it for a little bit longer. And every, I was just trying to force everything. And you see Gabrielle kind of doing that. In the first and second movie, it was like it was more so her trying to push everything to go the way that she wanted it to. He could care less, but she was the one that was trying to say, oh, let's let's try again, let's try again and have a baby, and he just really wasn't into it, into the relationship. Right, right. So you're right. So it's just one of those things. Don't don't just have a baby, you know, just to have a baby. Babies need love. But most, and I'm here's the last thing I'm going to say about that, not only do babies need love, babies need love from parents who actually want them. Because let's be honest, you know, like when you get that, I mean, see, I'm about to hurt some feelings, but like when you're dealing with a guy who you know doesn't want you, when you find out that you're pregnant, you're, that's really not a happy time, is it? You know, and and if it, if you know that you're really not, you know, ecstatic, you make the best of it, but you know what it is and how you really feel, imagine how he feels, you know what I mean? Like he really isn't happy. And so all of those feelings create an environment that will undoubtedly be trans, you know, trans, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, transferred to the child. You know, these kids will pick up on, you ever see babies that just are happy babies, you know, they're just happy kids. Happy babies to grow up to happy toddlers, happy kids turn to happy teens. You know, well, like all of that is going to be based off of the environment that he's brought into. There's a reason why every time I post a picture of my daughter, she's happy, she's smiling, she's silly, she's joking, she's a comedian, she's a prankster. These are all things that she's doing, and she's only three. The reason is because she's in an environment where there's actual, genuine happiness. There's not a lot of genuine happiness with these single parent homes. And I'm not that's no disrespect, but let's be honest. You can't fake that. I'm pissing some people off, right? I know I am, but I you know what I'm saying? I got I got to do it. You have to be that's why I talk about being a successful single mom. Not just being a single but being a successful single mom, which means, okay, fine, you've made some mistakes with your ex, with your child's father, but now it's time to do what's necessary so that you can be a successful single mom and actually have love. Actually have a stepfather who will love that child 
and raise that child as his own, which will create a genuinely happy environment. You know, yeah, you can. Y'all get it. Y'all, y'all understand. You see? Do you see what I'm saying to you, Courtney? Yeah, I do, and I can relate to being the one of the not so happy children. So I, I know very much so just how that environment it can affect you. It really can. Right. I posted a picture. I put a 2011 throwback with me and uh, me and Danny on my Facebook page. This was back from uh, 2011, and uh, you see she's wearing a white dress. We did a photo shoot. You can see that we're actually genuinely happy. You know what I'm saying? And and the ba- and Aubrey was in there, you know, and, and you know before she was born. But that's, you know, what I'm saying like that is what she was came into, genuine happiness, and that's what we've got to get back to. As a community You don't know the picture I'm talking about Check out my Facebook page Follow me on Facebook, Twitter You know, all that good stuff um, You know, just look me up, add me Because, um, you know, a lot of the stuff You know, we talk about um, What else, man? So that that was uh, Gabrielle Union and, and, uh, and, and the white dude You know what I mean? Um, I mean, hey, you know, it is what it is uh, Terrence J Terrence J and Regina Hall what was your thoughts on, on that, those two? I just felt like as far as their situation went, I felt like he wasn't being assertive enough um, with his mother. And he just let his mother just take over. This mama's boy. Just let his mother just take over and, you know, um, just tell Regina Hall what to do or feel, feel, you know, feel that she had the right to, you know, tell her, on what to do Like he never checked her And so to me that That's a problem You know If she Is going to be Your future wife You know You have a responsibility To you know Stand up for her Even if that is, Even if that is You having to You know Check your mother Right Here's the thing You know When you look at You know A A A, a, a man um, bottom line is a man is going to be a man You know, he should be a man And I don't care if that means standing up to your mom I don't care if that means standing up to these dudes in the street I don't care if that means being a man in his household Standing up to his woman I mean, you look at, you know, people like the Kevin Hart character Who were just totally dominated and disrespected by, you know what I'm saying, his woman Yeah, That's just ridiculous You know, and so when you look at Terrence J., he had numerous opportunities to stand. I mean, first of all, at, at a certain, this could be even a whole other show in and of itself. Like, where do you draw the line as far as not getting, you know, in law? In fact, we were gonna we we're gonna do a show on this. In fact, uh, just talking about in laws and you know that whole dynamic because there's a lot to that. Mother in laws, father in laws, weddings. You know how that whole thing goes. What do you do when you don't get? Like, we definitely need to do a show on that. Um, but. You know, you. I don't care if that's your mom. You do not let anybody disrespect your woman. Period. You know, and I I like the fact that you didn't see, uh, you know, Regina Hall's character disrespecting his mom, even though she was being disrespected herself. You know, I like that. You know, and which is how it should be. But at the same time, everyone has a limit, and that it wasn't her place to check her. It was, you know, Terrence Terrence Chase, uh, you know, his place. And that just was not happening. And um, it was just really disgusting to watch, you know, a grown man acting that way. I think that the ending of it was extremely unrealistic where, 
you know, the mom, what was it? What, I mean, what happened? I don't even freaking remember. It was just stupid. The whole thing was just stupid. Like, she said after he finally checked his mom, what, she said, oh, no, I can't marry you now? Like, did that just seem a little stupid to you? Yeah, it, it was just, it was weird. <laughs> it was weird how they played that out because, yeah, they were going to call off um, the wedding. It was just, it, it was weird. And then at the end what happened was the mother said, finally, because Regina Hall said that they can't get married without his mother because his mother needs to be at the wedding. And then that's when his mother said, well, I didn't respect you until this very moment. And then they hug and, you know, sing Kumbaya then. Yeah, yeah, that was just extremely, um, extremely stupid. So, um very backwards, very stupid, and I don't think there's anything. But here's here's one thing that I will say about that. Here's the irony. I mean, how do you have a mom? Like, when you have a mother, like when I think of a mom, I think of my mom. You know, I think of my grandma. I think of my aunt. You know, like I think of, like, you know, TV moms like Claire Huxtable and Florida Evans and you know what I mean like those types of uh you know actual moms who look like moms I don't know what's up with these new age moms see growing up I didn't see those types of moms I literally I'm telling you growing up I never saw moms that didn't look like moms all moms look like moms now you see women who just happen to be moms who look just like you know chicks and that is a problem if you're a mom you should look like like my wife she's still beautiful she's still sexy but she looks like a mom do you see, like, there's, you, you know what I'm talking about. Like, there's a difference. Like, hoes should not, or I should say moms should not look like hoes. And hoes should not be moms. You see what I'm like? There's, you got to keep those separate. If you're going to be a hoe, then just be a hoe. Don't bring kids into that. But unfortunately, being a hoe in today's society will actually produce kids, which is, uh, uh, you know, a damn shame, to be honest with you. So, um, but no, you, you know, you, you got, we have to separate uh, the two. You know, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, you know what I'm talking about. The, like the difference that I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I I see that. Just real quick, I was just want to say. Yeah, I see that every day that moms don't look like mothers anymore. They don't. Right, and here and where I'm going with this is you got freaking. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, I'm looking at this stupid stuff about LeBron, I apologize. This, you got moms who, yeah, I know, I'm tripping. But you have this Keeping Real Friday, so I'm keeping it real. Definitely watching ESPN in the background. It is, you know, it is what it is. But you have moms who look like hoes, and what was the mom in the movie? Courtney, what did she end up becoming? A hoe. A hoe? Well, why do you say that? Because what she ended up doing, <laughs> they set her up with this guy or whatever, and she ended up sleeping with him. But then she said, oh, you know, I usually don't do, you know, things like this, but then she ended up sleeping with him. Like on the first night of meeting him again. I think there's a problem that people don't understand, which is when you do things like that, that actually makes you a hoe. You know, I'm like I think that people, you know, casual sex has become so politically correct, so socially acceptable that people just say, okay, yeah, we we hooked up. You know what I mean? We got it in real quick or whatever. We we dated, but no, nah, I mean, if you have sex with somebody, you know what I mean? Like, and he he basically smashes 
on the first night that y'all went out? Like, that's hoish behavior. You just became a hoe. Like, Nia Long in Love Jones was a hoe. That's everybody's favorite movie. Why? And we did a whole special. And if you missed our Love Jones special a couple years ago, definitely check that out where we broke down literally. That was probably one of the most anticipated shows of all time because we hyped it up for at least three months prior to doing it. We finally did it. It was crazy. But if you, you know what I'm saying, like that type of behavior, because, you know, he's like, yeah, this this chick, you know what I'm saying, she gave it up on the first date. He's not wifing you up like, you know, he's not going to be in your, your, your kitchen cooking you, you know, scrambled eggs. He's gone. Like you're going to wake up and think he's gone. You won't be surprised to find him in the kitchen. He'll actually just be gone. So definitely uh, if you missed our special on, uh, what is it, Jumping the Broom. Where, where, uh, what's the name? Paula Patton got smutted out. I mean, you know what I mean? Smashed off. And well, it was praying to God to not allow that to happen again. You know, that's usually what happens. So we really just have to get back to, um, you know, the basics and, and really getting back to really this scripture. Because what does Deuteronomy thirteen eighteen say? Courtney, it says right here, the Lord your God will be merciful only if you listen to his voice and keep all his commands that I am giving you today and doing what pleases him. See, a lot of people think it's sweet like that. They think, oh, okay, yeah, God's going to have my back. Oh, okay, God's going to, you know, oh, yeah, God, get me out of this situation. God, bless me. Da-da-da-da-da-da. No, 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 no. It says right here, the Lord your God will be merciful only if you listen to his voice. So that voice that's saying, no, don't give up the, the booty, like, no, don't give him none, that voice, if you do the opposite of that, right, then you can't expect God's mercy. And it says to do what pleases him. Backing that booty up onto somebody is not pleasing to God. Is it, Courtney? No, not at all. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? Saying what? You mean I thought I was I was pleasing him. I wasn't necessarily worried about pleasing God. But, you know, is what it is. So um just think about this. A lot of people say, Whoa, you're using the Bible. I mean, well that's what we're supposed to do. Supposed to re, you know, make references, you know, uh as far, you know, in our real lives and, and, and you know, put them back to what the word says. And a lot of people are not doing that today, which is, you know, why they find themselves or their lives in disarray, in shambles, you know, not, you know, achieving the fruits of the Spirit. So, you know, that's a whole nother show that we still have yet to do. A show on the act. That might even be one of the next shows we got to do. Shall we do a show on the fruits of the Spirit? Yeah, we should. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be, I mean, I thought that, I mean, the Ten Commandments show, I mean, you can't, it's kind of hard to get better than that. You know, speaking of which, um, I posted online they have a new show, uh, excuse me, a new movie coming out entitled starring Christian Bale um, uh, entitled um, Exodus, uh, Gods and Kings. And, you know, me and Osho were talking about it and uh, the other day. And we're, you know, I'm a, I mean, you know, I'm going to check it out. You know, we're definitely going to check it out. Um, just like we saw Noah, you know, we came back and we did the, you know, the very first Between Brothers before it was even Between Brothers. 
You know what I mean? Gave you all a classic show on Noah. But that was just a total mockery. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, the portrayal that I believe Ridley Scott is going to, you know, bring to it um, as far as um, having, um, you know, uh, Christian Bale play Moses. Um, a lot of people were talking about, oh, you know, there's no black character. Look, I don't care about the black characters. I mean, I'm not... I'm saying I'm not worried about that. I want to know: are, is it going to be biblically accurate? That's all. I mean, I can deal with some, you know, some actors. I mean, that's acting. The question is: the script is it going to be scripturally based? You know, biblically correct, or is it just going to be a mockery like the rest of this Hollywood crap? I suspect the latter, but we're going to hope and pray for the best. Is that cool, Courtney? Yeah. Uh, let's just we'll, we'll see. I know that when I saw Noah, though, I didn't know if I was looking at Noah or if it was a Transformers. It's kind of crazy, so we'll see. <laughs> right, right. That's what they did. They made the they made the freaking fallen angels. You know what I mean? Helpers. These are. I mean, y'all heard the show. I know y'all did, but it got Transformers. These were fallen angels. These were not, you know, the heroes. These were people who were kicked out of heaven. You know, fallen angels walk the earth today. They're just in the form of demons and what people refer to as aliens. If y'all missed our special on fallen angels, aliens, demons, giants, you know what I'm saying, and how all of these things are real, you got to read the Bible. You got to listen to the show where we speak straight from the Bible. All this, you know what I mean? Like all this stuff is in the Bible. You know what I mean? Like, people will actually debate with you, like, as if it's not in the Word. Now, if you don't subscribe to the teachings of the Bible, then, you know, I don't, you know, I can't, you know, we don't have anything to talk about. But if you follow, the, if you call yourself a Christian and you subscribe to the teachings of Jesus Christ and you know what the Old Testament says, well, then you know what fallen angels are. You know what, what aliens really are. You know what a demon is. You know that giants actually walk the earth all throughout the books of Leviticus and, you know, um, I mean, Numbers, Deuteronomy, you know what I mean? Like the whole Old Testament refers to actual things that people in today's society call, you know, fiction and fake and, you know, all that stuff. So it's not, you know, it's nothing weird about it. Just read the Word. That's why I'm doing the, you know, the Bible challenge. You ever notice, Courtney, people only want to focus in the New Testament. They don't never really talk about reading the Old Testament all like that. Yeah, I noticed that even in like um churches, if you go to a lot of churches, they'll focus more on um the New Testament. Right. So, yeah. They're talking about something like, yo, where you at in the Bible? They're talking about something. I'm reading Psalms. I'm just reading about Psalms. And that's great. You know what I mean? Like that's cool. Like Psalms is an excellent book. But you you know what I mean? Like you, you just wanna read about God's love. You just wanna be all, you know, hold hands and sing kumbaya and read about all stuff that makes you feel good. No, the Bible doesn't always make you feel good, though. It's going to make you, you know, make you look in the mirror at what you did, what you, how you live your life. That's what you, that's what the Old Testament is for. So, you know, definitely don't don't be afraid of the Old Testament. Don't just go to Psalms and Proverbs and Songs of Solomon. The love, you know what I mean? Like, no, nah, go to Leviticus. Go to Deuteronomy. So, yeah, man, good stuff. I, I, you know, I'll be honest. I've never heard a sermon preached from Deuteronomy. Have you? Yes, I have, but rarely. Oh, all right. I, I'm, I've never had. Not, and that's not to say that, you know, you know, pastors that I've seen are not, you know, speaking, you know, truth, you know, um, but I'm just saying what I'm saying. 
You know what I mean? It is what it is. But let's get back into the, uh, like I said, think like a man. Um, so we talked about, I mean, Kevin Hart, Wendy Williams, I mean, just pure foolishness, pure comedy, whatever. Um, one thing that I did uh, feel pertinent to mention on tonight's show was the interaction between Michael Ealy's character and Taraji P. Henson's character. And we spent probably more time than anyone, uh, any of those couples uh, on the last show, uh, you know, when we did our three-night special, talking about those two, just just foolishness. I mean, this is somebody who, I mean, really epitomizes a non-elite man. She's someone who epitomizes an emotionally unavailable woman. And, you know, women are saying, oh, my God, you know, he's got the blue eyes. I mean, he can't be. And I, I mean, no, that stuff doesn't matter. You know, his his blue eyes, you know, don't matter. You know, that that stuff, you know, how he looks without a shirt on doesn't matter if, you know, he's not being led by God, if he's, you know, um, not the type of man that you really want to be with. And if you look at the, the, the movie, the first movie, they did a really good job showing, you know, how, you know, just really how much of a deadbeat this guy was, how much of a loser he was. I mean, what he did, the lengths that he went to, to try to impress someone who really didn't care about him to begin with, you see, like, which is just totally ridiculous on both sides of the spectrum. Um, the main problem that I had with the first movie is that this chick was cheating on him. You know what I mean? Like she didn't even want to be with him. She wanted to be with Morris Chestnut, and everybody just overlooked that and just said, oh, "Okay, now all of a sudden she chose him. She chose. She wants to be with him, you know." And he just took her back after. She basically played him for Morris Chestnut. I mean, like, where do they do that at? You know what I mean? Like, what kind of guy does that? You know, do you think I would do that, deal with somebody? They leave me for Morris Chestnut and then come back to me and I just take her back when she shows up in my car? I mean, do you really, you know me, Corey. Do you think I would do that? No, you would have been gone <laughs> a long time ago. It wouldn't have been, no, you know, going back. No. I don't think there's anyone who knows anything about me that thinks that I or anyone like me would have done that. And that's what you got to focus on, ladies, is not dealing with these losers, these guys with no spines, no backbones, no testicles. You know what I mean? Like, these guys are losers. Okay? Now, if you look at her character... Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like you gotta stop dealing with these losers just because you're afraid to trust God and get the guy and wait on the guy that you really want to. You know what I'm saying? That you really want for your life. You like I've had women tell me like, look, I know he's a loser or he's not the best possible man, but I'm questioning whether or not those guys exist. What do you think that? Of course they exist. If God exists, then that means the man exists. Now, if you're not being found by them, and then we can talk about that, but don't ever settle for a loser because you you question God. That's an insult to God. And the Bible says, you know, you can't pray, you know, without faith and expect anything to happen. Those prayers fall on deaf ears. So you just got to look at it from that perspective. And then the, the the main problem that I had with them um, was, and definitely, like I'm telling you, if you're listening to this show. I'm telling you, the reason why I'm not going into super detail is because literally we did nine hours of it. 
So just use those. I'll post the link again um, if you guys missed it. But just Google, you know, part, you know, think like a man on the Daydon Talbert show, part one, you know, part two, part three. It come right up for you. Listen to them. It's you know, probably three of the most informative shows we've ever done. Um, but the main problem that I have with uh, Michael Ealy's character and Taraji's character in this movie was the fact that she basically played him. She was going to accept that job, okay, in, uh, you know, wherever the heck it was. New York, was it, Courtney? Yeah, I think it was New York. The fact that she knew that, you know, she was offered that position, it would require her to relocate. The fact that, you know, he had to find out about that online, you know, or excuse me, on television was, I mean, disrespectful to say the least. I mean, and then on top of that, too, for them to just dramatize it and fictionalize it, you know, as if, you know, oh, yeah, she's just going to not, she's going to turn down the position. Nothing about her character, nothing about her personality, nothing about anything would have suggested that that would have actually happened. I mean, this historically was someone who was super driven. I mean, they weren't even you know, on the best of terms. I mean, just to, it just didn't make sense. Um, he also got a job, you know, offer and was willing to turn it down, but she was going to take the job in in, uh, in New York. Um, you know, I just thought it was, uh, it was unrealistic. It was forced. It was far-fetched. Um, you know, you had Michael Ealy being surrounded by the, the women in Vegas the chick's trying to give him some booty, you know, talking about some, can you put lotion on I actually commend them because that's exactly, we talked about it on the last show, just how easy it is in today's society for men to get sex. You know, now, I'll be honest with you, and this is a whole other show, but if you if you missed any of our specials on why men cheat, we'll probably do for another one. We do them every so often just to kind of give you guys an updated um, understanding of what goes on and why men cheat. The main reason why men cheat um, is because of a lack of support, um, is because of a lack of, um, you know, affection, uh, a lack of commitment, a lack of just security as far as with that woman. And, you know, it actually has very little to do with the, the physical, actually. And, you know, we've talked about that. And so when you look at, you know, that situation, you know, if there was ever a time that a man would cheat, you look at historically what they had been through, how they were then, I mean, that's basically most likely probably would have gone down in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? And I know that's, that's not, um, you know, that's not uh, popular to say that women don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear explanations or reasons why cheating happens. It's just Just don't do it. But typically that's when you get cheated on is when you don't really understand the reasons why it happens so that you can do what you need to do to avoid it from happening to you. But, you know, and we'll, like I said, we'll definitely do a, um, an upcoming show on, you know, uh, why men cheat. Our most recent one, I think, Courtney, was on uh, was Betrayal. Was, am, I, am I right? Yeah, I was on that one. Yeah, Betrayal, which was a classic show. Just Google Betrayal. What's cool and not cool in relationships, I believe it was called. But, yeah, so, I mean, just a hot mess. I mean, you know, they two people clearly did not be together, did not need to be together, and um, unfortunately were. 
Now, another thing that we see here with their situation is with not just them, but just the overall women going to Vegas to while out. Now, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, we're all coupled up. But what we often see in, in real life is women taking these trips to Cancun, to Vegas, to Miami. Courtney and I did a classic advice Mondays where we actually d- discussed in detail the uh, and even shared our own stories how Courtney was about to get smashed off by the dude when she was away. Where were you, Courtney, when you told that story? What was it, Mexico or some crap? Jamaica. Jamaica, right? If you guys missed that show, that kind of where she talk, told you all that story. We're not going to tell it again tonight, but that just tells you that no show here that we do needs to be missed. You miss a show, you might miss something crazy. You know what I mean? I told you all stories about my uh, overseas Exploits from back in the day, you know what I mean. So definitely, um, you know, check out that show on Exotic Vacations if you missed it. You probably Google it'll come come right up for you. Everybody's gonna be Googling. That's gonna be like the highest rated show because everybody wants to hear your story, Courtney. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, so you know what I'm saying. We really just have to get back to um, respecting yourself. You know, not putting yourselves in situations where um, you know you're going to be disrespected by men. And um, you know, I think that's what it all—that's what it all comes down to. Uh, what else, uh, Courtney? What I mean, anything else that we need to say about uh, these guys, these trips? I mean, because really, let's be honest—they went there to wild out. They had their, you know, their freakum dresses on. They had that whole—they they were high, high off the weed. You know what I mean? The weed strips and all that. I mean, it's just. You know, these are moms. These are these are you know future parents. I'm not saying you can't have fun, but you know you want to always conduct yourself, you know, with respect. And I don't think anybody who watched that movie would say like, "Wow, those are some really classy women right there." You know, getting in fights, going to jail, getting drunk, high. I mean, these freaking you know, just look out there like hoes. You know, and you know, just you always want to be careful of that. What are your thoughts on that, Courtney? Anything? Yeah, I agree with that. You do want to be careful um, just how you represent yourself. And I just had to think about, you know, the reason I went to Vegas, and it was to wild out. So, you know, it's it wasn't a good look for me at all. And if I could do it over again, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> but, um yeah, you just you always you want to be a lady at all times, and I think people take advantage of the fact that you know you know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, all that stuff, and they just you know take it and they run with it and just say I'm going to do whatever. But no, you still be you, you know, be yourself. Now, Don't be someone different. I'm sorry. Now let me ask you: when you say you went to wild out, like what wild out hell? Well, just to get away. From my nine to five, it was just something to do. I went with um, some friends, and we went for New Year's Eve, and we just hit up a whole bunch of parties, and um, you know we were trying to party with the celebrities, and um, got drunk a lot. I, I actually overdid it um, to the point where I just, uh, I was just really, really messed up, um, and so yeah, I did it to have fun. Or what I thought was fun. You're right, exactly. This is one of the things that I'll say about um, I, one more couple that I wanted to talk about before we get out of here was um, uh, Megan Good's character. Now, 
a lot of people, she's been in the news lately. You know, uh, she's married to a minister of some sort. Not sure what kind of minister this guy is, but, uh, you know, he's evidently a minister. And, uh, you know, she's been getting some criticism, always, you know, where, I mean, she's always done this, um, just, you know, walking around with her boobs out. I mean, every every movie, every show, every, you know, photo shoot, she just likes showing off her boobs. I don't know what the deal is with her. Like, if she's struggling with something, I mean, clearly, you know, but not knowing exactly what it is, but something to the point where she just always has to show off uh, her body. And, you know, so that's why a lot of people have been talking about her. And and we, and we talked about that on the show, so I don't want to go too you know too deep into what I said, what I had to say about that. Um, but as far as the film goes, the the dynamic between the, her and her 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 guy, you know, even going back to the first one was just foolishness because this was someone that was targeting her specifically for sex. And I think what the, what, what what's unfortunate is that this movie gives women false a false sense of hope that when a man is targeting you for sex and then ultimately gets that sex that that can somehow metamorphosize into love and that is just not the case ladies it will never be the case a lot of women are saying well, what do you mean what if you start out sexual it can't develop into love no it cannot and it will not it may do that. You may think that it's doing that temporarily, but eventually you will find out what it truly was because you don't really know. A lot of women want to think like men, but they have no idea what men think and how we operate. If you're, if a man is targeting you for sex, that means he's not viewing you as his future wife, which means he's viewing you as his future hoe, his potential sex partner. Well, that's how he will always view you. Now, he may get comfortable, the sex may be good, he may end up coming back for more, and then you guys may have some type of elongated friend with benefits situation that you guys just fall into an actual, whatever you want to call like some type of relationship. You may do that, but that doesn't mean that it's genuine. You know, that doesn't mean that in his mind he's now changed how he what he wants for his future. It might just mean he's chilling. It might just mean that he wants to... You know what I'm saying? It just not be out there in the club. You know, we talked the other night about men who just end up settling. You know, women aren't the only ones who settle. Men settle also because just because they get a little long in the tooth, they don't really feel like, you know, getting the uh, wingtip shoes out, the button-ups, and going to the club, searching and searching. They say, you know what, this is good enough. She's good enough. The buck stops here. Well, that's not the type of man that you want, ladies. You don't want a man who just looks at you as good enough. That's what happened with this Megan Good chick. Uh, chick. When he was out in Vegas, this guy's past was clearly, um, you know, he was still affected by his past, right? I mean, the woman, who, I guess he stole her passports or some crap. She threw the drink on him. I mean, but here's the thing. It wasn't just that he pissed her off. Did you get from that, Courtney, that this guy was still longing for that life? He wasn't fully comfortable being in the the settle-down, the ready-to-settle-down stage? Yeah, I did. You can tell um, by watching the movie that a part of him wanted to go back to being Zeke the Freak. <laughs> I think that's what they said. Uh, they kept saying that in the movie. But, yeah, and then he even ran into um, one of his exes, and if you notice during that scene, he wanted to have this long, drawn-out conversation with her. 
And she had moved on, but he really wanted to hold on to that. And meanwhile, he's supposed to be with Megan Good, but he's wanting to have this long conversation with his ex. So, yes, that means he's, you know, affected by his past and very much still tied to it. Right. See, that's, uh, you know, that's what a lot of women don't understand because what you gotta, you have to understand, when you have that itch, ladies, or uh, excuse me, when a man has that itch, okay, he's going to scratch that itch. He doesn't just say, oh, boy, okay, yeah, I want to, you know, have this conversation with my ex. I want to do X, Y, and Z, so I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, chalk it up, and I'll just, you know, you know, go buy you a ring and we'll get married. No, 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 that's not how that goes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that actually is going to be someone. He's going to catch up with that ex, and he's not, and he's going to, if it's not her, it's going to be somebody else. So don't look at that ending and be like, oh, how nice. Zeke the Freak finally got married, and that guy who I've been dealing with for the last seven years and who's been cheating on me for the last, you know, the whole time, but, you know, he's, and I've been sticking around hoping that I can change him, and, uh, you know, eventually he'll just get me that ring. You know, ladies, it ain't going to happen, okay? And even if it does happen, it ain't going to happen. What I mean by that is he may come up with a ring, but you know where that ring came from. That ring came out the Cracker Jack box. You know, and if it didn't come from the Cracker Jack box, it it came from someplace. And guess what? It only cost five hundred bucks. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. A lot of you know, we talk about that, and I'm not you know one to be all stuck up on you know, stuck on prices. But what I'm saying to you is, if his PlayStation, you know, what I'm saying costs more than your ring, then guess what that means? It means he ain't really feeling you, and that's a shut up ring. That's a ring specific designed just to shut you up and to keep you happy. And so he can continue doing his thing. I'm so sick of seeing these small rings, these cheap $700 rings that that symbolize not his love for you, but his lack of love for you. See, nobody wants to, everybody wants to give these men the benefit of the doubt. But trust me, I know what a pair of Jordans cost. I know what a real pair, of, you know what I'm saying, Jordans actually, if they're authentic, they actually cost you a couple, like three, 400 bucks. You know, PlayStations are not cheap. He got PlayStation 4, you know what I'm saying? Freaking five games, you know what I mean? Straight out the door. Madden alone is eighty bucks. So he got like five games. That's that's a thousand bucks right there. You know your ring didn't cost a thousand bucks. So you talking about you know his PlayStation games worth more than his love for you? That does no. Nah, that means he's cheating on you. If you're you see what I'm saying, ladies? If he if, if he when a man and one of the next shows we're gonna do is going to be on when a man loves a woman. Because a lot of women, unfortunately, have no idea what it looks like when a man loves a woman. And so we got to talk about that. You know, if a man doesn't, you know, isn't showing you that he loves you, guess what that means? It means he doesn't love you. What's your thoughts on that, Courtney? I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> because it's true. It's true. But it's it's funny how, you know, we... As women, you know, sometimes we want to make excuses and just to say, oh, well, he's just not ready, you know, he'll come around. And then you look up, all these years pass by, and nothing's changed. So you have to be the one to walk away. Right. Let me just tell you something. If, here's the thing. If if it's not right, that means it ain't of God. All right? That's just what, that's just a simple fact. If it seems like it's not right, if then it ain't right. Because remember, God is not a God of confusion or uncertainty. And so that's what you got to look at. 
You know, if you are unsure, if you're not, if you're questioning, then that basically means that it's, you know, someone sent from the enemy to actually distract you and throw you off from achieving love with the man that God has for you. I'm just telling you all straight up, if you look at, um, go through my wedding albums. I know y'all already have done that, but check it out. You know what I'm saying? So even the psychos, they, you know, they've been, they say, oh, Lord, trust me, they like, you ain't got to tell you, you ain't said nothing but a word. I've been done that, bro. You know what I mean? Trust me. I've been checked out her ring. You ain't got, I know everything about it. You know what I mean? Psychos out here. But you know what I'm saying? I'm saying do that. And I'm just saying, I'm not saying like we're some super couple, but what I'm saying is, if it doesn't look similar to that, like if it's not, you know, you know, happiness, like genuine happiness, then um, you know, you're pro you're not you gotta question, hey, am I um emotionally available? Do I need to set up that free consultation with Daydon to figure out, you know, why I'm attracting men other than the man that God has for me? That's all. Doesn't have to be a bad thing, doesn't have to be uncomfortable. We just gotta talk about it. All right, that's basically all I wanted to talk about tonight, guys. You know what I mean? If so, you know what I mean? like if y'all don't mind, I'm going to go spend some time, you know, with with my wife on our um anniversary weekend and um, you know, and you guys um hopefully you guys have a great weekend also. Um definitely get caught up on some past shows. We'll be back live next week with, you know what I mean, with some some really good shows. Like I said, we got the um, you know, when a man loves a woman show coming up. One of the next shows we're going to do is What Black Women Look For in a Man, where we still got to talk about our buddy Jeremy Meeks, who women have been lusting over over the last couple months. Uh, we still got to talk about, um, you know, our next between brothers, talking about astrology and yoga and things that clearly are not of God, you know, idolatry and what the Bible says about it. Uh, we're going to be doing a show, Courtney and I, on um, not forgetting where you come from, where God has delivered you from. Um, so just a lot of lot of things going on. Soul ties, um, you know, we got that show coming up. So um, um, embracing your calling, we're gonna be doing a show on that. You know, addiction, modern day slavery, trust issues, and overcoming them. Um, so yeah, man, our in laws special, which we talked about today. A lot of good shows, man. So I would just say continue listening, continue to um, get caught up on past shows, and um, as I said earlier, if you're not. Um, happy with the direction that your life is going, your love life, your spiritual life, call me, call Osho, call Courtney, 855-55-DADON, or email DADON at TR, or, or just send an email to info, info at trctoday.com, and, um, you know, we'll, one of us will get back to you. And um, that's it, man. Courtney, any last-minute thoughts, words of wisdom? I just wanted to say, um... You know, great show as usual. I, I love every time, every night. Um, and then to those that listen, you know, we're going to have some great live shows, as you said before. So it's more to come. It's more to come. Absolutely, man. So, look, uh, fellas, stop riding LeBron James and, you know, lighten up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Relax. It's okay. Chill. You know, and uh, and just chill, man. You know, be good to to each other. You know what I mean? Let's stop the games. Let's start communicating. And um, that's it, man. Uh, get get on board with this Bible challenge because it's crazy. Read the Bible straight, you know, cover cover. Join us. And um, that's it, man. I thank y'all for listening on a Friday night, and I'll see y'all next time. Peace.
date on hope will motivate you, girl. A date on be a motivation, child. A date on to overcome and rock your world. Mm. A date on be a motivation, child. A date on to will motivate you, girl. A date on be a motivation, child. A date on to overcome and change your world. Don't ever let yourself settle for that. You don't have to be a fool. Call them up, let the tears fall. Date on tour, come and change 